team Les. What a novelty. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Hello and welcome to Britpop Pants. My name is Kevin Dodd. Across from me is Team Les. Team Les. <laughs> You're I'm, a bit poorly today, Les. I'm not feeling very well today, so uh, you'll probably be pleased to hear that. I am very happy. I'm ecstatic because I feel great. Do you? I feel, I, I feel yeah. I'm back to 100%. Good. Seeing you all poorly and feeling well, sorry for yourself. Yeah, Especially I am. after Reef, you deserve it. I don't. Team Karma. Les. Team Les is the tweet, I think. Team Les. I've got a t-shirt printed, Team Les. Oh. like Brad, Brad and uh, Angelina. No, sorry. Angelina and Jen. Right, okay. Whatevs. Uh, team Les. Team Les. All right, so um, we're on Twitter at BritpopBanter or on, on Facebook as well. Or email us at BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Uh, questions, feedback, and give us some ratings. And the usual disclaimer, all views expressed in this podcast are 100% our own. And while we poke fun at some bands, and we might not do it in this episode... No, I don't think so. I don't think so. This is going to be a bit of a weird one. We appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. So what's going on? You're not feeling well? No. Why? I think you've given me your germs. <laughs> if I'm honest. Which makes me feel even better. That's ridiculous. That's what you get. That's karma. That's, uh, yeah. Right. So, um, last week, Reef. Yes, wow. How do you feel about it? How do I feel about Reef? Um, well, I still think they're rubbish, but um, I I think I did really well. I think I got my points across. Oh, you think you got your points uh, across, really? I think people really? will probably know how I feel about them. Oh, I don't think anyone is walking away thinking that you like them. So, um, that's, that, I'm, I'm glad. I feel that you did a like a reasonable job. <laughs> it tried a reasonable job. It tried to change my mind, but you were never gonna. No, it never was. So but Is Oh, what? it was nice when I listened to it back how excited you are about them and protective. It was kinda cute. <laughs> Lovely. Kevin is banned. I like I the only thing I want to take away from that episode is that for a, for an actual reef fan or someone who doesn't mind them, is that I did an okay job of defending them because you beat the hell out of them in that episode. So I said some nice things. What I did, I reflected in the fact that it's just my opinion, and other people will like them. And well done for trying. Right. Okay. I really enjoyed that episode actually, and um, you were angry. What do you mean I was angry? You were angry sometimes. You got a bit angry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, because you were just so aggressive. But you know, we got we we got through it, and um, it's it's our longest episode yet, and it's actually the most downloaded in the first week of release as well. Now, do you want to give me an apology now, or shall we save it? Well, no, because people want to hear the reef getting the absolute. So, would you say it was a popular taken out? Of yeah, them. would you say it was a popular episode, Leslie? Because the stats mm. don't lie. Which means you were wrong. Well, so that, that so to, for everyone who's listening, that episode almost crippled this podcast, right? Because someone had a big tanty about it. Because I don't think it. I still don't think it fits. Fits in the overall bracket umbrella, right? Anyway, regardless of which, I thought we were going to get completely slated for it, and I, I've never really understood why Reef was even on the spreadsheet. <laughs> I so I just was like, why of all the bands next you'll be telling me Terror Vision's up next? And I'm like that, well, you know, this is not what we're gonna talk about. Like I just couldn't get my head around it. Yeah. But I think now that I've realised that people do are a bit um Pe- what's the word? 
fire stick where they just wanted to hear us rubbish go toe to toe. But no one listened to it because it was Reef. They listened to it because they probably. knew maybe they maybe. wanted to hear what we had to say about a band that no one really likes. Right. Okay. Which that's fine. Which was my argument, right? Which was the whole we can't be friends on every episode. This will be interesting because we both have vastly my different opinions. My argument was I don't even want to have to talk about a band that don't even fit. And why are they on the spreadsheet? But it was it was a brilliant episode. Yeah, it was. So I'll Ke- take that. Kevin was right. Les was wrong. Oh, I'll take that. Apology accepted, Les. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, so this is our eleventh artist episode. So we just did our ten. So I wanted to quickly reflect on the ten that we just recorded. Um, so the episodes we had Screamadelica, Disgraceful, Millionaire, Suede, Pills and Thrills, The It Girl, Fuzzy Logic, Fireworks City, Second Coming and Glow. What's your favourite? Yeah, that's a good question. I really... See, there's a couple of different... I've, I look at the, the list and I go, there's a couple of different ones. I think Disgraceful is a good episode um, because I felt that we hit a rhythm there and it was a, it was a solid episode where we sort of... Screamadelica, we were a bit hit and miss in trying to find the flow of the, yeah, the show. Fair enough. I think Disgraceful was an enjoyable episode because we we nailed down the, the episode flow, so I like that one. Um, Suede, I like for different reasons because Suede, we knew that that was going to be an unpopular uh, rating for that album, and I was we'd been warned about Suede fans before we went into this, and. Um, I think we came out of it pretty scot-free. I yeah, think. they're not that bad. No, 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 no. I just um, we've been warned how passionate they were, and yeah. I was scared about the rating, and then also doing, you know, the research for a band that really we didn't sort of follow. So that was that was an important episode to get across. Um, my favorite, probably Firework City, if really? I'm honest. Uh, yeah, because the feedback that I've had is not many people knew much about them. And so for me to be like the the feedback around, oh, I didn't really know them. I've listened to the album, and so that I like I like that. That's been positive. Mm-hmm. Definitely, Glow has been the most uh, talked about episode, obviously because of you know the way it went down and people's opinions on Glow. <laughs> what about yours? Uh, so mine are I really enjoyed the Stone Roses one, obviously. Yeah. Um, because I got a chance to talk about them, um, which is great. But I think my favourite one's Sleeper. Really? Mm. Okay, that's I like the discussion around it. I okay. like talking about the females in Britpop and I like yeah, the way yeah, yeah, that yeah. we... I thought we did a really good job at talking about that. We agreed. We agreed on it. Which it was, was a nice episode. Nice. Um, but I think we talked about a lot of other things. Within that? that. Yeah, within that. The females of Britpop, etc. Yeah, yeah, so okay. I think that was quite a good one. Someone um, tweeted us this morning saying that that was their favourite as well. So... I, um, Twitter and Facebook. I said I'd do a poll, but you can't. You can only do a poll with four, so I'd have to do it in like a knockout style. Oh, we should do that. Yeah, well, you maybe I will. Like, but... like the, like the Euro twenty twenties, and uh, you know Scotland v Kazakhstan. <laughs> so what episode will be Kazakhstan? You know Kazakhstan's going to be glow and win the whole. Hundred percent. What is that? Jeez, I'm still getting over that. I think that's why I'm poorly. It's to be devastating. I mean, it's just shocking to be. There's honest. a liberal government in New South Wales and Kazakhstan won all in. The matter of 20, I 30 knew, hours. I was trying to stay away from politics. This Unbelievable. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I didn't. I couldn't do a poll, right? So, basically, just, just let us know what your favourite is. I'm collecting it on Twitter and Facebook. Because it's, it's good for us to know what you liked and what you didn't like. Um, some stats, some numbers, because I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? Oh, it just should be your tagline. 
What? Okay, I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> Yours, we should get the t-shirts added, right? I'm a numbers guy. Yours should be, in my humble opinion. <laughs> yeah. It's always humble. It's humble. It's always... Not when, you can't say it's humble when you, like, smash reef. That's not a humble but opinion. Is, I am humble about it. I appreciate there's going to be another side of the coin. Such a liar. <laughs> right, so uh, so 65% of our downloads come through Apple Podcasts. Um, Spotify is not included in our research, like the, the numbers that we get, some, some some sort of issue between the two. But 25% of our downloads come through Spotify, which I thought, oh, was, right. yeah, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, and it's interesting because the episode popularity is different. So on Apple, the Happy Mondays is number one. So the Pills and Thrills Happy episode Monday. is number one. Really close to it is Suede and then the Fuzzy Logic episode is number three. What does that tell me? Does it tell you anything? I don't know. Brilliant. Great insight. <laughs> 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 On Spotify, this will surprise you, Millionaires is number one, Screamadelica number two, and Suede number three. Uh, so it's very unusual. Quickest downloaded in seven days. It was Super Furry Animals for ages, then Audio Web. And now it's Glow, by a long shot. Have you seen it? It's pretty impressive. Glow is just—it's just shot. So um, I tell you what, I am surprised a little bit at the roses. I don't know what your takeaway on it is, but I expected that to probably get the most attention out of all of the episodes, mm. and it didn't. It's probably because it's that album. You reckon? Mm. I don't know. It just, if we were talking about their first album, you reckon more people would have listened? Potentially. To it? Yeah. I don't know, that's probably one. Um, in terms of where people are at, top three locations, UK by a landslide at 35%. 20% Australian, 17% in the USA, and then there's Canada just after that. Um, 67% of our listeners are male, and 60% fall into the 35 to 44 bracket, 20%, 28 to 34. And that makes sense, that's our target audience. Yeah, exactly. 15% 45 to 59 year olds. That's your age, Les, isn't it? Is it? Hey, you're older than me, always will be. Get a grip. Um, so, yeah, let us know what your sort of favourite episode is, if any of those sort of numbers surprise you. Um, we talked about the biggest selling albums of the 90s. Yes. And we did uh, 190. Do you remember what 91 and 92 was? Manix. And? Oh, God. Right, okay. It was Radiohead Echo. Radiohead. Yeah. So, number 90. So, remember what I said? You were surprised about how low down those artists were. And then I said, well, it's because it encapsulates every album, right? Number 90, Something to Remember by Madonna. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, the Definitive Simon and Garfungal. Uh, Glittering Prize, 81 to 92 by The Simple Minds. Elegant Slumming by The M People. Oh, them again. Them again. Seal by Seal. It's a good album. 85, The Great Escape by Blur. Number 85. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Number 84, The Best of Rod Stewart. <laughs> Number 83, Performance and Cocktails by The Phonics. Oh. Number 82, The Essential Pavarotti by Pavarotti, obviously. Your Boy, Michael Bolton, Love Time, Love and Tenderness. <laughs> and Number 80 is The Greatest Hits from Cher, 1965 to 1992. So, Out of those albums, tell what one would you buy if you had to buy one? Uh, Blur, then Performance and Cocktails, the rest. Seal, number three would be yeah, Seal. I'd get the best of Rod Stewart for sure. 
Yeah, okay. Um, did you have any sort of homework before we sort of wanted to get into this? I know we had some albums to listen to. Yes, I, yes. Why are you... What's the, what's the big deal? It was two albums by hugely popular bands. Lovely. J- James and no, Cast. I enjoyed it. Great. So we had James living in extraordinary times. Mmm. And Cast <laughs> kicking up the dust. Shall we talk about Cast first? Go on. Talk about it. So yeah. Cast kicking up the dust. Go for it. Okay, so um, I'll talk about good songs first. Yeah. So the actual opening track, Kicking Up The Dust, is actually a good start to the album. Yeah. I like the track. Yeah. Um, Further Down The Road is probably my favourite track on the Mine album. Mine too. Classic cast of yeah, it. Yeah, great song. Um, Birdcage is a great song. Okay. Um, Baby Blue Eyes. Got that as well, yeah. Yep. That's it. So Bad Songs, Paper Chains. Oh. Paper Chains, oh. I agree. I agree. Uh, How Can We Lose. Got it. Same as me. Clear Blue Water. Oh, I've not got that. Yeah. And out of my hands. Oh, wow. What a bad way to end an album. <laughs> so cast. Yeah, really 50-50, right? Because the songs that are good mm-hmm. are good. Mm-hmm. The songs that are bad are very bad. Okay. It's not like a nursery rhyme or something. But and then but so but as an album overall, it's not look, it's not that it's not the worst that we've spoken about by any stretch. Okay. I'd say so- six and a half out of ten. Alright, okay, I see where you're coming from. Mine was a seven. Alright, so originally I had this as an eight earlier in the, the Ooh, series. Oh, hectic. And I've dropped it. So what I've Why come, have you dropped it? So what I've come to realise uh, is for me, a seven out of ten is an album that has some good songs in it, but chances are I'm probably not going to listen to it again. Oh, right? it's, really? Yeah, it's, it's, seven is, uh, I, I, I liked it, Probably, I mean, if someone threw it on, I'd enjoy it. There's a couple of decent tracks on there that I might chuck on a playlist. But generally speaking, the album is—it's not offensive. There's nothing that I really strongly dislike on it, right? When I get into the six territory, there's maybe a song that I really don't want to hear. Yeah, um, paper chains, or the quality's not there. For this, this was a seven, which means if you put it on today, I, I wouldn't be offended by it, and we'd probably get all the way through it, but. I probably wouldn't go out my way to go, I'm going to listen to that album. That's fair call. So I pretty much exactly the same songs as you, and you're a, I'm a seven, you're on a six and a half, so we both feel the same about it. It was good to hear about them, and, and there is some classic cast in there. Yeah. Like, um, oh, I got the tickets. Oh, yes, we're going to see them as yes, well. Yes, we are. October. And I'm really excited because it's at a little venue as well. Yeah, the Factory Theatre. Which is, which is a brilliant and place. And it's a 10 minute walk from my house. Brilliant. Boom. And there's some good pubs around there, there as well. There really is. So a couple I, of breweries. That's in October. Yeah, yeah October. Okay, cool. Best of. So I am really excited to, to see that. Yeah, I am. Because the best of cast as an album is amazing. Because and, and take some of these songs as well. The mm, good ones, yeah. Kick it up. Yeah. If, you, if they play Kicking Up the Dust and Further Down the Road, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And then if they play all the ones that we know, it'll be a great gig. Yeah, And exactly. it's in a smallish venue, so it should be pretty, you know, quite yeah, close. Unique. It's yeah. not that big at all, actually. No, it's not. So, look, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be... We'll review it for this. Okay. Um, down the track. Excellent. So, it's James. Living in extraordinary times. Well, this was extraordinarily bad That album. bad. <laughs> that bad, you lose in your words. That was just... All right, let's talk about the good songs first, because that'll be quick. Um, <laughs> so, Coming Home Part 2, good song. Uh, Leviathan. Coming Home is great. 
Yep, and that Leviathan, 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 Leviathan. Where are you at today? I know you're sick. I'm really sick. sick. You're really it's sick. The, it's the Sudafed sinus. Oh, did you take Sudafed? I'm off my face. Oh, no. This is my second coffee, couple of Sudafeds. I'm going to have to carry this all the way through. Literally broke the speed limit all the way here, I think. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Um, two good songs. Go. Great, so let's talk about bad songs. Is that it? That's it. Um, bad songs. Hank, Heads, Many Faces, How Hard the Day... Picture of this place better than that. Oh, wow. Four out of ten. Four? Four. That is a terrible album. Is it better or worse than Reef Revelation? Because... I gave it four and a half now, I've realised. I would... Okay, this is a good one. I would actually... Uh, no, 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 Reef, you gave a three. Oh, three. Right? Reef, you gave a three. You're three saying and a half, Reef... sorry, because it was three and a half. Okay, so, so... that's fair. Reef is worse than this album? Yeah, well, that's 100%. Reef's worse than everything. So you locked in with that. Um, you're saying that Ash is better than this album? Yes. Okay, all right, well, that's sort of on par. Um, because I, that Ash album is... That's got that ridiculous song on it, Buzzkill. And it's got a lot of... They're not great, and I really didn't enjoy it. But I would listen to Ash... Before this album, any day of the week. Gee whiz, wow. This is a terrible album. I don't even know who it is. It doesn't sound... I've never been the biggest James fan. I think we spoke about that in the Millionaires episode. <sighs> that I, like, never really disliked James, but they were never one that were my favourite. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. They were kind of there. Yeah. And they have written some great songs, but then on the other hand, there's a bit of average. So yeah. there were a Millionaires album is a decent album. Okay. Hence why it's in the top 50. However, I've now realised that that doesn't mean anything if they're in our top 50. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is just bad. It doesn't, it's not even the best. There isn't even anything about James that I like about James that sticks out. Like those two songs, maybe, but the other ones, like Hank, I mean, what's going on there? What's that supposed to be? Right, I'll cut you off from you, James, right? Oh. I'll save you. All right, so Hank is the first song on the album. Oh. I don't mind it. And i tell you who it reminds me of. Who? Is our boys Babylon Zoo. Right? There we go. It reminds me of the way that the, the effects are on his voice. It's very Babylon Zoo. Um, but it's not bad. Coming Home is excellent. Leviathan and uh, Extraordinary Times. What do you think about... I, I talked about this before you listened to it. I said there's some pretty swearing on it that stands yeah, out yeah what's that about it's very it's like it goes there. off on one yeah it's there's a couple of songs that happens where it's this nice sort of melody and then all of a sudden starts swearing and it's quite I mean maybe I'm getting he's realised he's listened to the album back you see and now he's angry at it yeah he swears on it yeah he gets it but it's just it's very unusual it just it seems that maybe because there's something about a song being sang by maybe someone like who's 50 years old chucking in a swear word. It just seems a bit weird and out of place. Yeah, you're not Lil Cool J. Let's calm down. <laughs> um, picture of the Place is excellent. Mask is decent. Picture of this Place is excellent. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. Mm, um, What's It All About is a fantastic last song. I thought it was lovely. I, I liked it a lot more than you did. Clearly. It's a seven, seven and a half for me. Better than cast. Mm. I thought some of the songs in this were, were really, really good. Wow. So, and this is the thing with James, I find, is that listening back to their albums, they have some great, great songs. And then they have the, the, the sort of flip side where the songs that you kind of feel are a bit, dare I say it, Boo Radley-esque, that you just go, oh, how did this get on an album? So, all right, well, um, 
So what did you give Cast again? I've forgotten already. Six and a half. Six and a half. And James, you gave a four and a half. No, just a four. Just a There's four. There's no half. There's no half. Jesus, you're harsh. Um, <clears throat> I have an idea for a segment, and I think I messaged you it last night. But we're not going to do it for the because we've already got homework in place for the next episode. But do you want to talk about it for a bit? Because I think it's a great idea. What was that again? So this is the oh, one... I was taking Sudafed last night and swallowed with a gin, so... <laughs> I can't remember your text message. No, I'm joking. I was in my bed early. Oh, uh, We were talking about... So I so there's a couple of things now. So we are kind of running out. I mean, we've got... I'm really excited to talk about Sleeper when their new album. Which oh, we're... yes, I am. So I we'll gave talk... that a crack yesterday. So did I. Um, so we'll talk about that on next week's episode. Yep. Um, but after that, there's only a couple of real sort of the original Britpop um, artists that have released new material in the last couple of years. And then I've got a stack of like 30, 40 brand new artists um, with some really good albums. But what I also, what I wanted to do was once a week is like we take turns of making one person listen to uh, an album that... Is kind of their guilty Oh, that's pleasure. right. That's brilliant. Right? I know what, what mine is. Because what did you do last night? I listened to Eternal. Because <laughs> <laughs> I talk about them loads. So what I was doing is, just to give some insight, there's a friend of mine at work is having a birthday party next week. Right. She's okay. asked me, DJ. Oh, so, God. So, no, but because... Her favourite kind of music is like 90s music, 90s R&B. I do not own any you of that. You don't nothing. No. So I was thinking, I don't know if my usual DJ set's going to go down well. Yeah, you're probably so thought, not going to go down. I really need to try and get some, um, kind of like that kind of music. Yeah. So I was like on iTunes and I was looking for like, you know, like best of 90s R&B yeah, or, course. or yeah, whatever, yeah. just some album yeah, that yeah, I could yeah. get a couple of tracks off so yep. I could throw those yeah. in. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it was one of these best of 90s pop or whatever. Okay. And I found it. And it was like nine bucks. So I thought, I'll download it. It's got like 60 tracks. Oh, it's all the ones that you know. So I can throw those in the midst of my own music. <laughs> and on it was um, Just a Step from Heaven by Eternal. Oh, so I, I chuckled because obviously I've spoken about Eternal a couple You've of times. You've been banging on pod. about Eternal, yeah. So I listened to the track and I was like, oh, I like it. <laughs> and so, then, <laughs> so then I listened to the album last night and I was like, it's a good album. No, it could have been the Sudafed. I would say it definitely is the Sudafed. Because your reply to me was, you must be drunk. And I was like, I'm really not, because I'm not feeling well. So um, I'm going to get you to listen to that. It's called Always and Forever by Eternal. So is it, Killer is... tracks are Stay and Just a Step from Heaven. Okay, can you... You have to email me that so I remember. Yep. So the ca- caveat is, it has to be on Spotify. None of us have to pay... For this music. Oh, I don't know if it's on Spotify. Well, you've got to check it, right? That's a ca- Because you can imagine I'm going to chuck some albums at you. I could, like, I could that you lend do not you it. Want to sp- okay, if you lend me it, that's fine. Right, I can download it for you and I can. Perfect. All right, well, let's do that. Um, let's see if it's. I should. Are you, are you sure you want to do this, right? I'm happy to listen to your music. It's if- only going to be one album because two, I'll lose my yeah, mind. Just, just one. But are you, are you prepared, fully prepared what I'm going to throw out over the fence? Back at you. Because you know my music type is a bit bit of a But I think it could make for good listening. It's on Spotify. Okay, perfect. I can't wait to listen to it. I'll share it with you. That's fine, do that. So, I will take this and then for next week, I will hit one back over the net at you about... One that I really want you to Okay, so but we have to... Can we just have some boundaries? Because because we're talking about Britpop, it has to be British pop. 
What does, do you mean? How they have to be British, has to be pop for that of that time. So Oh no, I really want you to listen to random stuff. No, because I think nobody cares. So people I think it's because this is Britpop, it has to be something that's British and pop in this era. That's just how you've managed to slip eternal into this discussion. Yeah, exactly. No, but it has to be that. Alright, let's talk about no it. Cares. Let's talk about it later. So we're um about to cover Lightning Seed Jollification. Before we do that, let's get into Britpop Online. Ooh, play the jingle, cue. Britpop Online. That's a bit of junk. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. All right. I love it. Yeah. Love it. I, 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 think... I love it. You've done a great job. Thank you. I think people are going to get sick. No, of it. they won't. It's a jingle. Okay. That will become famous. It won't. It will. That's your ticket to stardom. It really is horrible jingle. All I right. love it. Uh, it's me to ask you, okay, because you gave me some good ones in the Glow episode. Oh, no. You gave me the Supernaturals, which I was really happy about. I'm not about. feeling well, Kevin. So, should I give you some easy ones? You ready? You want some easy ones? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, easy, easy, easy. I cannot believe... All right, okay. It's not easy, actually. JJ72. Oh, easy. Britpop one liner. One, they're not Britpop. Two, they're terrible. Okay. Thank you. Uh, number two, long pigs. Oh, long pigs. So, JJ, I just, I JJ, JJ seventy two. Easy for me to say. I really like JJ seventy two. Oh well, and that's... that album is excellent. Is it? Yep. Great. It's number thirty two. Just kidding. Fair enough. <laughs> there is no way I gave that high mark. I'll tell you that right now. I know you didn't. No, thank you. Definitely you. didn't. Um, long <laughs> pigs. I look. Probably not, again, not one of my favourites of that era, but I do like them. And I've listened to their album again a couple of times. Obviously, we're going through this. Mm, it's a good and album. It is. It's a very, very good so album. So I would be, I'd be interested to see if we talk about them, actually. Okay. Because I'll be, I don't think I would have been as harsh now that I've listened to. I think I'm, if I remember back, because I, I, I have this album, I listen to it a lot, um, the On and On album. Yeah. And... Um, I remember you when you first got it. Kind of felt that they were like a one-hit wonder, and she said, "She said, yeah, which is a great song, great song." And then when you actually listened to it, I think you listened to it a few times, and your rating mm-hmm. kind of changed a bit. Yeah, completely. And because um, it is a good, they were a dark horse for me. Yeah, okay. Maybe uh, Long Pigs, Dark Horse. Oh, ooh, like that. Like very, that. very good. Uh, and the last one, I'll give you a good one: The Charlatans. Oh, so um, I have. Okay, love the Charlatans. Probably okay. one of my favourites. Um, going through all of their albums, their back catalogue, I probably regret a couple of my ratings now because we're not potentially not going to talk about one of their albums. That I think they're my favourite. Who knows? Um, and well, this, I. This is your problem with your ratings. But carry on. But it's not because I don't think it would have mattered anyway because you really don't rate that album that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have different opinions. That's 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 actually a good point. We have different opinions looking back now on the Charlatans album. Yeah, and you're you're a very tough rater. And I have to give it ten, I reckon, to get anywhere close. Maybe. And I didn't because okay. it's not a ten. But um, look, I saw the Charlatan live, Charlatans live for about three or four years ago, and they were great. They would be. Um, uh... I loved Tim Burgess. I used to wear cagoules up to my neck when I was younger and wanted to be as cool as him. Yeah. I will never be as cool as him. Um, and I just think they're brilliant. Okay. And I look forward. I hope we get to talk about them because I swear that they're one of my. If we were to do top ten Britpop bands, 
like separate, they'd be in my top five. Okay, excellent. All right, good stuff. Anything else before we get into this album? Anything else? Um, oh no, what's my homework for next week, Kevin? Oh yeah, what is your homework for next week? I didn't even think about that. Yes, That's a good point. Thank you. So uh, I've got to talk. I've got to listen to. So I want you to do because we are running out. So I can't wait because next week you've you've got to you've got to listen and talk about Viva Brother. I cannot wait to talk about these guys. Um, Viva Brat, and let's do Sleeper's new album. Right, so... um, Goodbye. I I give a... Are you going to tell me the rating? No, because I haven't decided. Okay, cool. But my first listen, I'm fairly positive. Fairly? Fairly. It needs another listen. Okay. You've got to cement your... Because I couldn't name you any of the tracks. You know how you listen to it the first time and it's... You're left with an initial feeling. And you kind of go... Mm-hmm. And I've got to listen to it again and get into it to okay, talk cool. about it. So I look forward to it. But my... On my first listen... Oh. Nothing massively negative to say. As yet. Okay. All right. Um, I'm not going to give away my feelings. I tell you, one thing I will say is that... F- Feedback-wise... it's One thing... It's sleeper are everywhere... On social media at the moment, which is great to see them. It's great. Which see them. So many people buying the album. So many people sharing um, reviews and, and feedback on the Especially album. Especially what happened to them with the whole um, place music. Yes. Yeah. So so that's that's great news. That um, feedback from the fans has yep. been relatively positive. Um, feedback from the media it's a bit mixed. Um, an example of that: Enemy gave it a three out of five. And we're a bit critical. Enemy always are critical about yeah. you know anything. I should get a job for them. You should. You would be. <laughs> you would fit right in, actually. Um, I I have a funny feeling we're going to be in the same place on the sleeper episode. Oh. I have a, a funny feeling we'll be in the same place. Right. Um, but Viva Brother, heads up. Probably going to talk about them for a bit because I'll never ever get to talk about them again. Can I? Can we do a poll? Sure. The poll is: Have you heard of Viva Brother? Yes. No. That's fair. Fair. You can do that, Paul. Can I do that? You can I'll do, do it straight after this. No dodgy... No, because there's no in-between. Oh, have you maybe heard of them a couple of times? Like, this is yes or no. Yeah, I guarantee that a lot of people wouldn't have heard about them. Or they would have heard them by reputation rather than music. And I tell you now, even trying to get my hands on this new album has been extremely hard. Um, so we'll talk about that all next week. What does that tell me? Well, yes, and and I'll talk. About, I'm going to be very open about Viva Brother and and you know not sugarcoat it, but they are one of my favourite bands. So um, are they really? Yeah, oh by far. You know how I I like Viva Brother. I didn't realise that. I didn't know it was that high. Oh, love them, love them. One of your favourite bands. Absolutely. You want to hope you're going to stand by that. Yep. Viva Brother are one of your favourite bands. Yep. So if I said to Kevin, can you give me a list of your top ten favourite bands? Oh, top ten. Where we go? Would they be in that? No, because my, my bands list would be so varied. No. Top 20? Maybe. Right. Maybe. So, they're yeah. maybe not one of your favourite bands. You like them. So, I didn't realise that favourite has to be a top 10. You have to love anything, it that much. Anything greater than top 10, you can't classify as a favourite. I favorite. think so. That's, my, sorry. That's your, your, your filter. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, okay. Shall we get into this album? Yes, please. All right. I shouted there, sorry. You did, you did. But you're excited about this album. I That's really am difference. excited. And I, the I, body language and the way you're coming across, I mean, you're high on Sudafed, two coffees. Yeah. But even then, the difference between talking about Glow, where we were like, oh, oh, 
like just over it versus this one jollification by the lightning seeds is our number 40 yep uh Look, I think it's fair to say we both love this album. Yes. And the feedback on, on Twitter, especially when we announced this was our next album, was over. not one person turned around and went, I hate the Lightning Seeds, I hate this album. Overwhelmingly positive about the fact that we're talking about this. Okay. Absolutely. So, um, Jollification... Very distinct album cover um, with a giant strawberry. Even that makes you happy. It does. It's really bizarre, right? <laughs> uh, with a giant strawberry. It does. I didn't realise this, but it's actually got humans' faces as the seeds. You're looking at me as if you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Right. So if you if you look at the image, it's actually people's faces oh. as the seeds, not an actual... Anyway, it's very, very like clever. Like the lightning seeds. Mm. It was designed by graphic designer Mark Farrell, who also did the cover for Everything Must Go. He's also done a lot of work for the Pet Shop Boys and Spiritualized. Oh, wow. If you go to his website, he actually has his designs, and you can see the back catalogue of the Pet Shop Boys um, singles and album covers, and you can see the artwork you know, flowing. Um, it was released on the 5th of September, 94. This is... Uh, the Lightning Seeds' third album. The previous album was Sense in 92, which really didn't do so well. It only got to number 53. What followed it was Dizzy Heights, which was pretty popular as well. Yep. Uh, released in November 96, and it got to number 11. The label is Epic, which is, in every sense of the world, is Epic. It has some huge artists. It has Michael Jackson, George Michael, Ozzy Osbourne, and Oasis. Um, yeah, so pretty, pretty big. Producer... Ian Brody, of course, and Simon Rogers. Um, Simon became his producing partner for four of the Lightning Seeds albums. It's 11 tracks, 48 minutes, and it got to number 12. It entered at number 60. Does it? Yeah. Wow. So entered really sort of quite high in the charts. And then one thing you'll know about the Lightning Seeds is their singles are immensely popular. Yeah. And so that very much drives um, the album position. Um, do you want to know what was in the charts? Let's <laughs> yeah, because I love it. You love it. Um, 94, this is going to be fun. Okay. Oh, for God's sake. I've just had a look at what's in the... Uh, all Brilliant. Right. Here we go. My singing voice not might be up to scratch, so I apologise, everyone, because I know everybody waits for this part. And you're singing 100%. always up to scratch. Always. always. Today it may be a little B-rate. So I'm sorry. Not A, not A. Right, no. okay. Um, singles or albums, Les? What do you want? Well, what do we normally do? Albums. Oh, uh, we do albums first. Yeah, I right. like that. So 94, Les. 94. Take a stab. Where are you at? <laughs> I don't know. Michael Bolton. Uh, Bol- Bolton's not in there. But I tell you what, it's it's very... Two of the biggest Britpop albums of all time are in the top ten. Definitely, maybe. And? Part Life. Brilliant. So number ten... Music for the Jilted by The Prodigy. Wow. Amazing album. Uh, number nine, Have a Little Faith by Joe Cocker. Oh. Number eight, My Homework, Always and Forever by Eternal. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at that and I went, oh, oh God. <laughs> You're going to hate it so bad. We need, to, we need to take the reins off the old Britpop moniker but because I, I want to give you some stuff that you just... We've got gonna... to start with that. All right, we'll start with that. I've got a rebuttal, it's fine. Uh, Sugar with File Under Easy Listening at number seven. Oof. The Essential Collection by Elvis Presley at six. Blur Park Life at five. 
Cindy Lauper at number four. Oh. Twelve deadly sins and then some. Do you know anything off that? There's nothing in the singles chart. No. I only know time after time. That was an 80s song, wasn't it? That's all I know. Yeah. Uh, end of part one, the greatest hits by Wet Wet Wet. <laughs> I don't even I get don't it. I don't even know. Every time. It just makes me it laugh. It's so weird. Because it's just... <laughs> Who listened to them? I mean, I know they're Scottish. They had that song that... Um... Love is all around. Yeah, I know. But then the other one as well about... Good Night Girl. That was huge as well. That's Sweet Surrender. Surrender? Surrender? Yeah. yeah See, okay. they're not the worst. But I don't know why I find it Marty funny. Pello, eh? Marty Pello, eh? Marty Pello. Marty Pello. went downhill. Didn't he? he? Well, he's back up again. Is he? Yeah, I think so. So okay, not great. that I often check up on him, but <laughs> we're from. <laughs> How you doing, Marty? You all right? You keeping yourself out of trouble? Keeping your nose clean? Uh, number well, two. That was the problem. We did. Number two. I'm saying Oasis definitely, maybe. Oh. Number one, the three tenors. You know, we talked about that before. Every every yes. mom and dad had that. Every album. mom and dad. All right, singles. You're gonna love this. Brilliant singles. Uh, I don't know this. Incredible by MB featuring General Levy. Why do you think you know Because this? I do. Oh, God. It's, it's, I'm going to listen to it after because I want to sing that because it's fun. There's a picture of a... The, the, uh, the cover is, is it's a drum and bass classic. It is. Because, and I'll tell you why. So here's the story. So again, so You're 94 so must be when I got... Remember I said how I got my first CD player? My first CD yeah, was right. Bon Jovi and Mariah Carey. Correct. Right. I then went off my own little way and bought my own. And I bought like the best of 94 or now 94, oh. whatever. And these songs were on it. And it is. It's full on drum and bass. Incredible. And it goes like that. I swear it's brilliant. And What's I used to go- love it. What's it going like? And he speaks like this. And it's full quite drum and bass. This is probably when I thought I had a bit of a... Alternative side, because Mariah Carey wasn't cutting it after that. You went to you went straight to drum oh. bass. <laughs> uh, all right, number nine. What's the frequency, Kenneth? By REM. What's the frequency, Kenneth? That's all I know as well. Yeah. Number eight. I don't know this. Compliments on your kiss by Red Dragon with Brian and Tony. Brian and Tony. That's got to be E seventeen, right? No. Um, no. Sounds terrible. Never heard it. Oh, this is a good song. Uh, seven seconds by Yusu and Dur. Seven seconds away, and just as long as I stay. It's a good song, that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, number six, I'll make love to you by Boys to Men. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make love to you oh. like you want me to, and I'll hold you tight, baby, all through the night. It's a bit creepy, isn't it? It's horrible because it goes through your clothes. On the floor, I'm gonna take my clothes off too. <laughs> I mean, who says that? I mean, who says it? Never mind, swings it. I mean, Jesus so Christ. Creepy, so creepy. Oh. It's a bit lechy. All right, number five. This, these are great charts. Number five, Rhythm of the Night by Corona. This is the rhythm of the night. The night. Oh, yeah. Brilliant song. Anytime I hear that song, it reminds me of the fairgrounds. 100%. Of like the waltzers. On the waltzers. They always used to Spin blast. me faster. Yeah. Go. Boom. All right. Uh, number four, probably her best song, Confide in Me by Kyla Minogue. 
great song. It's a great. It's because it's so different. Always reminds me of uh, the men behaving episode where one of them gets glasses, and he he um he's he's showing the album cover. I can't remember the, the name, and he's like, "Doesn't Kylie look good in glasses? What do you think of her in glasses? She's so mature in glasses." And he's sitting there with these bifocals on his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Uh, number three, Luther Vandross and Mariah Carey, "Endless Love." Would that have been on your CD back then? No, don't think so. My endless love. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's a famous one. They must have covered it. Or it's his song. She must have just forced herself on it. <laughs> number two. Love is all around by Wet Wet Wet. Oh, there we go. There you go. That's why they're flipping number three. Number one. Wigfield. Saturday night. <laughs> Saturday night. Dance I like the way you move. I used to do the dance. What's the bit? It goes do 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 do. Betty baby. Mm. Remember the dance? There was a dance to it. Yeah, we all did it. You did it. No, I didn't. I saw you do it. No, you didn't. Yeah, you did. School disco. Go on, what's the dance look like? It goes like these ones. Can't see it, but you got to dance. And then there you jump around. There was a dance. There's a dance. I can't remember it all. You did it. I oh, did not. You're such a liar. Nah, um, anything on those charts? Done? Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever happened to Wigfield? Done. She had two hits, didn't she? Two? Two. Well, there's another one. No, there was Saturday night and then there was something else. I don't know. Um, Alright, let's get into the Lightning Seeds Yes um, Alright, so Lightning Seeds um, Ian Brody um, is a sort of genius behind that um, He was originally part of a band called Big in Japan I want to talk about this <laughs> Please Don't just talk, that's fine That's cool, because I wanted to just jump in there Because, did you listen to them? A, a bit They're a bit of a punk band Yeah I so, listened to it and I went, mm, So I when cool. I was doing my research on him Like I didn't know this because there's a lot about him I didn't know. Because yeah. I, I guess I've always assumed he was like Lightning Seeds um, and. That was it? No, like the Three Lions song, which obviously. We'll get to. Clearly not my favourite. We'll get to. Um, but when I did, like, digging around, and when you. So the people who were in Big in Japan. Right. Like. Oh, there's heaps. There's a, amazing. Yeah. So it had Bill Drummond, who went on to manage Echo and the Bunnymen, mm-hmm. before forming KLF. Oh, what a band. I mean, what's that? So that was hilarious. And then there was someone who then later went on to be in Susie and the Banshees. Okay. They're kind of a punky band. They're yeah. not bad. Yeah, I yeah. Love it. Um, okay. And then Jane Casey, who was the co-founder of the Club Cream. No way. Yeah, Cream really? Nightclub. Yeah. So I used to go a ton of Cream Nights when they used to come to Edinburgh. Yeah, okay. Amazing. Okay. So I was gutted when that shut down. I'd always wanted to go to Liverpool to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. go there. Yeah. Um, and then Holly Johnson, who was the singer for Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <sighs> I mean, that's Massive. some band. Yeah, yeah. So then I thought, well, I'm going to have a little listen. So I found their Peel, like, so John Peel, the yeah, radio yeah, yeah. DJ. Yeah. I found the Peel session um, back from 1979. Uh huh. It's just not what you expect. It's not, is it? At all. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. do you go from that to change in perfect? Well, like. There's yes, the Echo Bunny and the Bunny Men yeah, in the middle. In between, yeah. So you can kind of see the transition. Yeah. But um, yeah, I had a listen to it. It's uh, not for me. No, it's very, it's very punky. And, but the um, people in that band, though. Yeah, I know, I know. They all went off to, to go be to Cream Nightclub. Yeah. KLF, Susie and the Banshees, very all. Well, they didn't all go down the same road. Yeah, exactly. Very different very genres. Different. Um, so, so he, yeah, keep going. Um, 
No, that was it. Okay, Sorry. cool. So my nose was running. Yes, Apologies. I know. Brilliant. Um, so he then went... So that, that band was around from 77 to 79. He then went into another band called The Original Mirrors in the early 80s and then a band called Care in the mid-80s. Mm. He then dabbled in production... He's credited for the Echo and the Bunnymen albums, um, Crocodiles, and then yep. Porcupine. Yep. How this came about, um, he was friends with, with the band, and he was standing at a bus stop one day, um, and it was raining, apparently they drove past them, and the van gave them a lift. They had on their demo, um, and sort of asked Ian what he thought of them. He, he, by his own admission, says he was a bit critical, and he gave them a bit of feedback around it, and then... Uh, Later on, he got a call from the record label saying that the band actually wanted him to come in and produce it. He had no experience in, in producing at all, uh, but he came in and uh, he did that album. And that's how he he oh, says wow. that he started his career in reverse. Like, because usually what you do is you go band, 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 then into production. Yeah. But he did the opposite. He very much was around production and then he started the band and yep. then he went back into production again. Echo and the Bunnymen, Lyle, we haven't talked much about them. What's your thoughts on them? You can't pull a funny face on the podcast. No, you can't. Not a fan? Oh, um, no. <laughs> Brilliant. I didn't really know what to say. Do you know, to be honest with you, I haven't... Right, okay, so let's be fair. I haven't... Um, I probably don't know them well enough to be... They're a bit before our time. Well, to give them a fair... Like, to give them fair... Like, Fair dues. Yeah, I can't. So I think, from what I've heard, I haven't really... They've never been on my radar. I don't think they're a band that I've, I've often like gone after. Yeah, true. I mean, what's their biggest songs? So I, can, I, I the way I know them is through the song Nothing Lasts Forever. That's right. See, that's not the worst song. See, I actually think that's a, that's a great song. Yeah. Um, and has took me to the album a few times to listen to the album, but that, that song kind of stands out. So probably like you, you need to invest some time in them. Yeah. So I think it would be unfair for me to to say. Okay. I from what I they've never been massive on my radar, so I can't say that I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. But I'd I I tell you what, I'll give them a little listen and I'll come back next week. Okay. Alright, good, good. I well, that's not fair. You get Echo and the Bunny Man and I get Eternal. Oh you've How's you've that? won that by far. How's that work? You're gonna love it. Alright, so at the end of the eighties he created the Lightning Seats, uh, which was him only. Like it was it was never he was just there to produce music, not the tour, not in it for the chart success, and it was just him purely making uh, music. The name der- derives from uh, Prince's Raspberry Beret song. Did you know that? No. Right. So apparently, it's taken from the lyrics, but it's misheard lyrics. So Raspberry goes, Raspberry Beret goes. The rain sounds so cool when it hits the barn roof, and the horses wonder who you are. Thunder drowns out what the lightning sees. Right, which is a good lyric, right? Mm. What the lightning sees, lightning seeds, lightning seeds was born, right? Um, Do you like Prince? Yeah, of course I like Prince. Yeah, just checking. What if I said no? Oh, I've probably gone on a rant. Ah, uh, well, here's the thing. Well, God, now we're off on another tangent. You and the Sudafed. Yeah, um, Well, what do you think about late, late Prince? Like the, the stuff that he did with the new generation um, and then his soul what, symbol? stuff later on. Symbol stuff? Yeah, symbol stuff. Symbol stuff. No, See, like it's not. I think there's three stages to Prince. Yeah. There's the Prince that we obviously know, uh, with the, the likes of Raspberry Beret. I mean, I, funny story, I actually bought the Batman soundtrack 
I loved it. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. Played it non-stop. I love it. Everything about that. Uh... Um, yeah, so I was I was a big fan of Prince. When he became the symbol, things got a little bit... Weird. And then his solo stuff. Um, I probably haven't revisited it, to be honest. Yeah. Probably need... That's another one. But his back catalogue is so huge. That's so huge. That how do you get through it, you know? So, um... That's that's my sort of two minutes on on Prince. Um, so he was sol- he was a solo artist until '94, and why? Because he had to tour, right? The, the record company wanted him to tour, so he had to recruit bands. But up until then, he was by himself. Where he sort of hit success with, with was with the song "Pure" in '89. Um, it was off Cloud Cuckoo Land. Um, Ian actually concedes this is the best song he's ever wrote. Oh wow! Yeah, and he's he's tried to recreate that, but that is his his favorite and most successful song, and he, he sort of wants to recreate it. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think it's his? Uh it's a good song. Yeah, it's it probably not my favorite. Um, it was in '89, so hmm. um, no, no, I think Three Lions is my favorite. Unit disgrace, <laughs> absolute disgrace. I'm not like it. I don't. Oh. Scottish person. Oh wait, right. So we'll get into this. So hold it, hold. It. We will talk about three lines. So he hit it really big with uh, the album Sense because of the Life of Riley song. Love that song. It was used in every uh, football match, every highlights reel, every goal of the month. It's you name it. It was hugely popular. It's a great, great song. That one. Um, so on jollification. Ian worked with a few people. Uh, Terry Hall, who's the lead singer of The Specials. Oh, yeah, The Who have reformed and went to number one in the UK. Did they? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, they went number one. Um, so they a new song or did they re-release something? No, no, no. It's a new a album. New, um, new album's called en- oh, Encore, I think. Yeah, Encore. Oh. Uh, they went to number one. Uh, so he worked with them on Lucky You. Ian McNabb. Lucky you. Love that song. Yeah, the Icicle Works and some mainly solo stuff. He worked with him on Feeling Lazy and Alison Moyet. Moyet? Moyet? Alison Moyet. Go on. Oh, cried out. You took a whole lot of loving for a handful of nothing. Oh, cried out. It's hard to give you something when you're pushing and shoving me around, around, around. Love it. Whoa. <laughs> I love Sudafet. <laughs> Alison Moyer. Well, she was Yazoo as well, right? And then she does the solo stuff, right? Oh, so what with... Uh, I don't know what came over me then. Yeah, I don't know either. That was full on. So to coincide with the launch of Jollification, a promotional tour began in August 94, and their lineup consisted of... Uh, the guitarist was Paul Hemmings. He played for the Laz and Onset. The Laz. The Laz. Drummer Chris uh, Sharrick. He was a drummer for Robbie Williams for eight years. Thoughts? On Robbie Williams? Don't get me started. <laughs> Just in general. So Chris Sharrick, does that name sound familiar? Who? Chris Sharrick. No. Oh. Robbie Williams drummer and then he played for Oasis. Did he? A mm, couple of years apparently. And then I think, because, was it Zach Starkey? Yes. Right, so he replaced Zach. Did he? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Uh, bassist Martin Campbell and keyboard Ali Kane. Didn't know that, did you? Oof. 
not. It was late. It was thinking so I can't remember. It was pretty late in the Oasis run that he joined them. Oh wow. What happened after this album? Um, well, what happened after this was Three Lions in May '96. I want to ask you, how many times do you think that's been number one, Lil? Every time England qualify for some ridiculous competition. Throw a number out then. So okay, so that was when did that get released? That was ninety six. Ninety six. So then that was one. So then another four years. No, so another two years because it would have been another thing. So that's two. Yeah. And then so that's ninety eight, oh. two thousand, two thousand two, two thousand four. About ten. Right, four. Right. Which is still a lot, yeah. right? Four times. Must just be World Cups. So let's just take out the Euros. Yeah, exactly. So when Ian was asked about this, um, about how he felt about the Three Lions song, he said he was proud of the song, but he had mixed feelings, right? Um, and sort of when he was pr- pressed on it, he sort of said, "Look, he feels like the song isn't his own anymore." Yeah, well, feels- I can imagine. Um, he sort of feels that it's gone into its own thing, its own entity, which he has no part in. Um, Obviously, he doesn't mind the success of the song, um, but he just feels that he's not connected to it anymore. Um, I My view on this is I probably didn't listen to the Lightning Seeds enough, probably because of this song, right? Same. And you've probably highlighted this in, in sort of the run-up to this song. Um, it's a very English song, obviously, because um, it's attached to the, the football team. For anyone outside of England, though, for us... It's polarising. By far. We don't want... No, that's a harsh line. It doesn't It doesn't do anything for us. Because we are too busy <laughs> sitting in the pub drowning the fact that we haven't qualified again. Again. And so, then you ran honest, that song A hundred percent. So yeah. there's a little bit of... Um, you know, it isn't so much... This is the thing, right? People always say to me, oh, Scottish people, anti-England sentiment. It's not so much that. No. It's the fact of the matter is Scotland are not good. No, by any stretch, Kazakhstan just proved that we don't qualify for stuff ever. Yeah, like so. The last time we qualified for a major championship, I was 17 years old. Oh, god, it was 98. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is 2019. Yeah, so not only do we not qualify, and normally we don't qualify because we beat France and Germany at home and then we draw with like a country nobody's ever heard of, yeah, which is the standard thing. Yeah, and so you're already bothered by that. Yeah. Then this song just get banging at you. Yep. And then they expect the whole of the UK to get on the bandwagon. Well, no, we're not. We're Wales not do don't want to listen to no. it. Northern Ireland don't want to no. listen to it. We don't want to listen to it. So is it a bit of sour grapes on our part? 100%. I will take that because we're sad that we didn't qualify. We also don't want you to qualify either. So. <laughs> um, England yeah. fans go click. Turn on. And I get that. And I know that they'll go, oh, we would support you if we qualified. That's not but true. But you don't know what that's like. <laughs> right? <laughs> So when it does, come you, back to me. Can you imagine if Scotland qualified and England didn't? I mean, That's, what? I, I, I don't. That will not happen no. in our lifetime. And did you see who did they just play and beat five 0 Czech Republic. I mean, and I watched it. Great performance, stunning. Raheem Sterling. Like they have, like they have a, a far better team. That was huge. I can go on a rant about why Scottish football is rubbish, and your team is a big part of that. So let's not go down that path because. But Scotland, yeah. We don't so. talk about that stuff because we'll get flamed galore. Fair enough, but yeah. So um, look, I, 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 same as you. I've mixed feelings about the song, um, and also mine aren't mixed. It's oh, so yeah. Sorry, it's probably why I will never buy the best of the Lightning Seeds. Let's yeah, be honest, because it's on it. Because it's on it, right? So hugely popular song in England. Outside of that, I probably would stay away from it. Yeah. Um, which is a shame, 
Right, but but what do you do if you're the person that created? What do you do? You know what I mean? And it's been number well, one four times. Well, then you just buy the times. albums. That you just yeah. buy the best of. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, um, so since uh, he's done Jollification, he's done three albums since then. Um, he's also gone back to being a producer. He did the Zootons. Uh, yes. The Coral. 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 Uh, and then he did another Lightning Seeds uh, in album in 2009, Four Winds. Have you listened to that? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that looks a bit mixed. I, I can't say I've listened to that yet. Yeah, I, well, because I was doing all of um, the Re- research and stuff yeah. last week, I gave it a quick listen. Mm-hmm. I couldn't give you a rating because I haven't listened to it enough, but it's not... Like, it's okay. It's not jollification. Right, okay. And it's probably not as cheery. <clears throat> okay, all right. Um, so, interesting enough now, he tours with his son, Riley. That's nice. Isn't that insane? So imagine playing The Life of Riley with your son next to you. That's lovely. That's lovely, eh? The song Life of Riley is all about, he wrote it while he was waiting for him to be born. And then fast forward, you've actually got him playing next to you. That's brilliant. It's brilliant, isn't it? That's a really nice story. Um, So I'll I'll reference this. There was a podcast I got recommended where Ian got interviewed, which is where I've got some of the stuff. At the end of the podcast interview, he's asked about uh, what's his take on fans having immediate access to bands and music? Which is what I mentioned. So when we were so last week when we were, we were talking about Keith, yes, one of my comments were that you know how tough it can must be for um, like musicians and people in the spotlight because fans want instant access. Yeah, of course, like, yeah. And I made that comment, so it's like. What I'd be interested to see what his thoughts are on that because I just think to myself, it's my personal opinion is I don't know if it's that healthy. Okay. For them. Well, he he took a totally different take on it. He said bands take a while to grow um, and sort of perfect their their craft, and with people having their mobile phones out, videoing it, put it on YouTube or tweeting about a band, they never they get killed straight away. Right, they either make oh, right, it or okay. break it immediately. So if they make a mistake during a performance and that has uploaded it, and you know immediately you've got you know potentially thousands of people seeing this, immediately that band fails. And so he's he was saying that there's not this organic process around the band, and he compared it to the Sex Pistols. Right, if social media had been around when the Sex Pistols were around, and you know they are, would that have killed the Sex Pistols even before they got off the start? So he's, he talks about there's been no musical movements for almost 20 years. So it, he, he talked about, you know, punk, grunge, Britpop. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about, you know, every three or four years, there's a new style of music coming through, which people get behind. That hasn't happened for... And I thought, actually, you're probably right. There hasn't been a specific genre yeah. that people have got behind. And for I've mentioned years. this a couple of times in this podcast and said that I don't feel that there is that. We we we're talking about Britpop or indie for like in that in that era. Yeah. But remember, my comment was, well, you know, will people who were who are sixteen now in mm. twenty years will they be doing a podcast on what they listen to? Mm. Are we going to listen to about Justin Bieber and hear about him and his amazing record collection that he's <laughs> his, his just there will his, be if there's not one already catalog. there will be. Yeah. But that's my point. Like where I wouldn't even know. If you asked me, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what genre is even the most popular. I'd probably say pop. By that 
Pop that's, is all-encompassing. That's all-encompassing, right? Yeah, but what do I mean by that? Yeah. I mean, you've got EDM, which drives me mental. Yep, agreed. So but then, really, are we going to be talking about that? People forget about that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think he's absolutely bang on. And I think he... I read an article with him, and he said that he thought that the Lightning Seeds had been the band that brought psychedelic pop into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. So even... Even then, he could even think about a genre that he was trying to introduce at that time. Mm. There's nothing. Mm. I think he's spot on. He also talked about um, Spotify a bit and said that new bands are competing against the the old bands like Led Zeppelin, um, Elvis Presley, you know, Queen, all that sort of stuff. So new bands are... Immediately when you go into Spotify, you get recommended stuff. And... If you're a, if you're a new band, chances are you're probably not going to see that band because you know there's mm. another best of album being released that's been pushed to your new release radar. So he sort of talked about it from that bit. It's very hard because radio is not typically the the main source of music these days. That if you're looking at things like Spotify or YouTube, it's more dependent on. Yeah, that's interesting. And that's true, right? Because let's think about this, right? Because that's just popped in my head. When you do go on Spotify, you get band recommended for you based on your listening. Correct. But you got to start it. Correct. And the chances are, if you start your listening on Spotify, you'll do it to a band you already know. Absolutely. You can't search for something you don't know. Yeah, correct. So then it then recommends the same thing, correct. right? Which yeah. is fine. It's an algorithm and it's relatively handy, but I usually don't pay any attention yeah, to yeah, it, yeah. right? Because I kind of already know these bands. Yeah. But... Think about when I used to get into new bands and how I did was I think we've spoken about it. I would walk. The amount of times I've gone into HMV or Virgin and put the headphones on and I'd listen. Or I look at what the top 10 album were. Or even it would be the staff predict. So I worked. Oh, yeah, good point. So I worked in a music shop um, in Perth for a while. Mm -hmm. And so then they gave me like the. They gave me like the dance sort of electronic section, which was awesome. And then you basically. Like, part of your job was to listen to albums and mm. write a little review and have staff pick. Mm-hmm. So then what was amazing was people would come in and they'd ask you, mm. oh, you, what would you recommend? Yeah, Cause yeah. I, so then you'd have a conversation about it yeah. or you'd listen to the headphones. There were times where I can remember two exact times where I walked into HMV in Edinburgh and they were playing something. While I was, so I was looking and you spend a bit of time, mm. they'd been playing an album mm. and I was like, I like it. Mm. What's that album? Mm. They told me and I bought it. Right. Okay. Got it. So that Spotify don't, doesn't do that. So we lose that whole experience of buying music as mm. well. So yeah, I, I, I imagine it must be really tough. To crack like, in. Yeah. yeah. It's a good point. Good point. Um, all right. Shall we get into the, to the singles? Yes. Which were hugely uh, popular. Um, Lucky You is sort of the first song off this album. It's been released twice, right? Um, it was released originally in August 1994 and then again in October 95. It went to number 43 the first time around. It went to number 15 the second time around. It's my favourite. You like that song? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the video is pretty good um i looked at the the re-release of the video um two different backdrops one's a, a garage stroke basement with just the band um and it's really clever above the fire it's a bit of a dingy sort of garage environment and above the sign where they usually have the fire escape um illuminated sign yeah they have the word pop in tiny writing lit up 
and then they flip to this other backdrop which is this polished warehouse space with pop in huge letters behind them. Yep. So it's sort of it's the comparison between a tiny band versus one that's got huge production. <laughs> very, very well done. It also has showgirls dancing. It's it's really colourful um, video. Uh, the second song was Change. That was released on the 14th of January 1995. Got to number 13. It's black and white. It's it's basically the great band. Great song as well. Yeah, great song. The bands are playing. Well, fifty percent of the video is around this group of friends who go out and have a, a sort of big night, and they're sort of riding scooters and then skateboard, and they go for a drive and have some drinks and stuff like that. Marvelous number twenty four. It got to April uh, ninety five. It's black and white again. They're on a double decker driving around um, the town or city, yep. um, and they pick people up, and everyone comes on and dance while the the band sort of plays. It should. It looked a very colourful video, and it probably I would have, I, I would have thought it looked better in colour, but it was in black and white. Yeah. But still, very very good. And the last song that they released was perfect. Went to number this eighteen. Song. This video is right up your alleyway, right? So it was released in July '95. It's very Salvador Dali, who oh, is one yes. of your favourites. Yes, he is. Have you seen the video to this? No, but okay. I'm going to watch it now. You need to watch it because it's very creative. The backdrops are weird. The It's just, it's a very, very cool, unique video. It's very different to anything else they've ever done. And when I saw it, I thought of you. Oh, so, uh, is you, that because I'm perfect? That's, yep, yep, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was very diplomatic, Kevin. Yep, well done. Yep, you are. Um, <laughs> track by track. So let's get into the, to the album. Mm. Uh, ten songs. Uh, it kicks off with Perfect. Ten songs. Would you have felt gypped, Kev? I didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah, I bought it. I mean, you went ten songs. I mean, I bought it now, but I didn't buy it back then no. because of the ten songs. And to look, to be fair, um, Lightning Seeds weren't on my radar back then. Yeah. You know, we've already talked about yeah. that, so yeah. I didn't buy this. Um, let's talk about Perfect for a second. What yeah. do you think as the opener to the album? Um, perfect is the perfect start to the album. <laughs> when I wrote that I thought that was funny did you think that was clever really not, really, you wrote I, that on Superfed that's what, genius right what, yeah 100% um, um, I absolutely love this track okay great way to start an album I, I 100% agree with you um, so this is perfect such a great song it's, it. it's such a fun start to the album it really sets the tone there i do sort of feel it starts an album that starts off really well yes. and maybe tapers yep and we spoke about that so Which, it does it goes like because they're hit after hit after hit and then yeah yeah so, so i kind of um, wish they'd maybe staggered the yeah i agree i completely agree with you lucky you is the second track my favorite track on the album so this is your first yeah love I, it Again, I've said, love this. Upbeat, fun. Another belter. Just can't. I just play it and you're just happy and you smile. So this is probably where we should talk about Ian Brody and the talent that he has. What There are no, let's be honest, there are no champion supernovas on this. No. Right? But what there are is just very catchy, very upbeat, very sing-along. It's pop perfection. It's... it's you have just nailed it. It is pop perfection. It's three and a half minutes of just... It's like a sugar hit. Yeah. It's just like, boom. Bang. Happy, great song finishes before you can even know it's been on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you enjoy it. Yeah, like, and um, you don't get bored of it. You don't no. go, oh, what's going on? Exactly, exactly. So, uh, Lucky You is this. Lucky You. 
Now, and then we're back with open goals. I really want to know what you think about open I goals. I love open goals. Did you really? Yeah. I didn't have you pegged as, as having that. As... It's not my favourite, but I really like it. I've just put another great track. Um, look, it's come off the back of two brilliant tracks, but it doesn't... Doesn't nosedive. Doesn't, doesn't nosedive. Okay. You go like that. Yeah, good track. Okay. So you, I think the good thing is that you're on this like high from the two tracks. La, 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 la. That comes on. So you're still kind of, you know, you're not fully come down yet. Yep, so yep. you kind of like it. Okay. Um, and you're back up. And you're back up. So look, I've gone, it's decent. And I think I've, I've put, it's not amazing, but it's good. Uh, and I think exactly to your point, you've come off two belters and you've had this song, which is, which is still relatively good. Not going to play open goals, but I want to play change. What did you think about Love change? Love change. Okay, so. Great ha- song, happy- upbeat. Foot tapping, just, just, just great. Just great. So this is change. I know we're going to have different opinions about this one. Why, yeah. why, why? Well, okay. So, oh, here we go. So why, why, why? Is that even on the album? Boom, boom. Did you write this high on Sudafed? No, nah, just that came in my head. What I wanted to say was, out of all of the albums that we've reviewed so far, it's a big call, I think the first four tracks of Jollification is the best start to an album. Like, I just think it's... Oh, that's interesting. I just think it's such a great start to an album. Oh, that's so interesting. Like, it's just boom, boom, boom. Oh, we have, we have an album coming up uh, in a couple of episodes, and I feel it's exactly the same. That it starts off really well and you're sort of tainted because it starts off, it has some great songs and then at the end it sort of tapers off and you're stuck with how to rate that album. No, no spoilers. No, no spoilers. But it's, it's, I, think, I'd be cu- I can't wait to know what you think about that album. Yeah. Um, Alright, so why, why, why? Don't like it. I really like this, right? Um, why do I like it? Because it's different. It's actually kind of like a dance tune and it has the female vocals as well. I like it. It's unusual. It's it's not what you expect, no. and that's why I like it. And I actually converse as we go through this process. I sort of reach out to some of the bands and let them know what we're doing and why and stuff like that. And originally, it wasn't in my list to to ask or to sort of let the guys know that we were playing it. And they were awesome, chatting to me back and forward. And um, I went back and I went actually kind of sneak why 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 in there. Thumbs up. Well, actually, it wasn't thumbs up. It was the strawberry emoji that they sent back. Ah. I was like, oh. It's like, yeah, brilliant. So I'm going to play it because I like it and people can make their own minds up. Okay. All right? And then you're back with, I think this is, this is classic, Marvellous. Great song. Marvellous, it is marvellous, um, it's foot tapping, it's catchy, it's boppy, it's fun, um, it's an absolute belter. Yep. Okay, so this is Marvellous. Now, we're back with Feeling Lazy. Really like that. Feeling Lazy you like? I enjoyed it, yeah. I've got it's okay. Um, Not amazing, but I enjoyed that track. Didn't bother me. All right, okay. So let's move on past that. My best day. Your thoughts on that? Wasn't my best day when I listened to it. Didn't like it. No. I've got. I like the song. The beat is excellent. It's maybe my favourite song. Oh wait. I liked it. I did. I liked it. Where do you come from? 
I, I don't know. I, I actually really enjoyed this song. Yeah, actually, my favourite. So this is my best day. And then Punch and Judy. I like Punch and Judy. I like Punch and Judy um, too. I really like it when the beat actually starts to hit the song. Yeah, me too. Um, so Punch and Judy is this. And then we're back with Telling Tales as the finale, which we'll, take to take, we'll play to take us out. Talk to me about the song. I really like Telling Tales. Do you? I like the beat in it. Okay. Because it starts off and you don't expect it, and then it goes into that, that, yeah. that beat. And I just think it's like a... Look, this is not an album where you're going to have this big end track. No, you it's not that gonna, album. You're never going to have that. Because it's three and a half minutes of pure pop. Bang, 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 bang. And I think for me, they got that... I think they got it... Perfect for that to be the last song on the album. Brilliant. I've gone, look, it's not a great end. You're never but like you said, you're never gonna get that final sort of champagne supernova on an album like this. I do think it sounds like In Excess's song um Never Tear Us Apart, which is the Precious Heart. Oh song. yeah, right. It yeah, does, it, it's yeah. very similar to that and it reminds me of it, which is not a bad thing. Just that it, my head went there. So we'll play that to sort of um take it out the, the podcast. Um I so were you surprised at how sort of popular this album was um, at the time? No, not really. Not when I think about the, the track. Singles. These are very. This is a very accessible album, right? Well so said. You yeah. think about some of the albums we talk about. You're yeah. either going to have to be a fan of that genre. Like if you're just someone who listens to the charts or pop, you're not going to be going out buying suede. Yeah, I agree. Right, I agree. and you're probably certainly not going to be buying Happy Mondays. Mm. So. This album though is accessible, so anyone, so you, so what it does is it plays to, I guess, the more music purists who generally like that era and Britpop mm. and that kind of indie of that time. It plays to them because they go there is actually quite a few different styles in the album, but also the person who maybe just buys a couple albums a year and they listen to it on the radio, they'll mm. also like this. Yeah, of course. So it's kind of all encompassing. It's an accessible album, and I can see why. Um, it was popular for sure. Good. No, I, I 100% agree. And I do, you know, his music got played a lot as well. You know, if I remember back to radio, Top of the Pops, that yeah. sort of stuff. The, adverts and stuff as well. Beginnings adverts, of shows. Yeah, like. that's right. Good point. Um, so let's get into some reviews. Negative. Shock of Daylight, which I'm pretty sure we've had on there before. I have some reviews as well. Okay. Horrifying, calorie-free, high-energy cotton candy for kids. And the album artwork just adds insult to injury. I like it. I threw this CD away right after listening to it. Tim Stubbs, rate your music. Here is my contender for the worst band in history. Bad songwriting, mundane music and that annoying voice. You people out there that gave it five stars need to go away and take a long, hard look at yourself. Awful, truly awful. My turn. Go on. <laughs> is, this, is this bad or good? This is good. Okay, This go. is also be the, the best rating I've ever read in my life. You ready? Go Gave it five stars. D. Still great. That's it. That's it? Like, cry will after. Why would you even bother? Why would you take the time to review it? If and that's, this still great. If that's 
what you think. But that's still what so that's well said. Well said. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I'll go for a positive while you wait in. Um, Corky, an indie pop psychedelia psychedelica masterpiece, timeless. I loved this album when it first came out and still do. It's upbeat, uplifting songs with a slightly psychedelic twist. Tracks like Lucky You and Change were great party tunes. All things considered, I believe to be one of the best indie pop albums of all times. An absolute classic. Are you ready for this? Go. Grampus. Oh, go on. It's nice. No. This is what I want to say. Really? Yep. Four out of five. We found an album he likes. The best thing about this album, it's as near to perfection as pop music gets. Wow. Catchy sing-along tunes with instantly memorable hook lines. The worst thing about the album is it's as near to perfection as pop music gets. <laughs> Fluffy, instantly disposable with melodies which great after repeated playings. Bear with me. Okay, okay. So where do I stand? Well, as far as credibility is concerned, I'm not sure about music which lends itself so easily to advertisers' jingles, Lucky You and Marvellous. That's... Not their fault. Okay. But then you start singing along and realise the music has a potency which cannot be ignored. Boom. Ian Brody is such a sweet voice and that you find it impossible to resist, even though something nagging at the back of your mind is telling you to leave it well alone. And there's no doubt Brody's pulling power here surrounded himself with such notables as Terry Hall, Ian McNabb and Alison Moye. Maybe they have a sweet tooth too. Jollification is the Seed's most commercial album to date, but the earlier releases have a greater immediacy and a more endearing quality. This album is more premeditative and deliberate. Brody's record company must have had nightmares choosing the singles as each of these tracks would have qualified. Good point. This is a very good pop album, but only give it a couple of listens um, a couple of times a year or you'll OD on the sugar content. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, fair call. Grampus was nice. Actually, I kind of agree with him. I agree with everything he says there. Oh, God, what's happened? What's happened That's to us? That's why I had to bring pull that one out. Um, all right, so um, I think we've both talked about where it was at the time. For us, wasn't on our radar, wasn't one of the big bands at our school, um, and definitely the Three Lions song definitely took us away from that. However, it's been really good to go back and listen to now. What do you, what do you think you gave it as a rating? Do you what remember? I give it a rating? Where do you feel you would land? I probably would have landed seven. You gave it a seven, Liz. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. I gave it an eight, right? I liked it. Um, there's I think I'm being a bit harsh now. Okay, well, that's, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, I might have given it seven and a half. I don't know if I'd have given it eight. I think it's one that I'll probably go back to. Um, yeah. You know, maybe in a month's time I'll go, I'm going to whack. I like that. Whack yeah. that back on. I would definitely listen to it again for sure. 100%. Um, okay. Uh, I've never seen the Lightning Seeds live. No. No. I don't um, think we will, because I don't know. Are they... Well, he's apparently he's working on new music, and we'll get into that. So, um, the Lightning Seeds, lightningseeds.co.uk, they're on Twitter, at lightning, lightning underscore seeds. Are they touring? Yes, they are. They're headlining the Shine On Festival with Embrace, Cast, and The Wonder Stuff. Oofed. Um Did you see the photos from the Shine Cruise that happened uh, no. last week? I'll show them after. It looked it looked brilliant. Like the um, the fact. Imagine me and you going on a boozy cruise for a weekend because they, they go to Amsterdam and and cruise on back. And they had like it wasn't embraced, but it was um, cast Bentley Rhythm Ace. But you of, love them. No, one of my favorite bands of all time. Are they though? Would they be in the? Top they, they would be. They would be. Okay. They would, you I lose this term loosely. Uh, you really do. I love Bentley. You know that. Yeah. Um. So and and. They play, Bentley done a full on set, but for the majority of the time they do more sort of acoustic sets, obviously because trying to get all your stuff onto the, the, the boat. 
but the photos it just looked so much fun and i'm like that would be a brilliant weekend for us yeah. to go to so um all right the album you can buy this for four pounds are they on spotify yes they are but the best of isn't which i'm, I'm kind of huh. surprised of yeah best offs on spotify they don't seem to be on there very often um i do have a plug around some of the content that we've used uh matt on twitter pointed us to the stage left podcast that's where Ian was interviewed in December last year, and that's where I got some of the stuff. It's a really if you want to hear Ian talk um, about you know the music making sound and uh, the type of things, um, you know what is some of the equipment he used, what he thinks of music today, and, and you know some of the stories behind the songs. It's a really good yeah, interview. Go and so give it a that. Are you ready for next week's episode? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you want to add anything else about the Light and Seeds before I track um, this album? I would like just to sum up and say that I actually really enjoyed listening to this album. It was such light relief after last week. I have got to be honest. Um, it's and it really was because I went from despair, despair. Just it was this. I'm not gonna lie. To joy because like. It's a fun album. Yeah, it's such a fun album, and there were upbeat tracks. It's easy to listen to. It isn't hard, like it's not a t- difficult listen by any stretch. No. Um, I like digging into them. Like I found a bit of it. I found interesting about, I guess, the the backgrounds, like some of those earlier bands yeah, he was yeah. in and his journey. Yeah. Um, so, no, I've I've really enjoyed it, and I hope people will go out and buy this album and give it another listen. Excellent. Okay. Number forty, we're at. Number forty. And this is another album. Okay, so I'm not feeling great. Am I going to perk up or nosedive? No, you'll perk up. Whew. We're on we're on a run, I would say, for about five albums. Brilliant. Five albums, you're gonna be happy with. Music to my ears. When you get past when you get to that sixth album, you're gonna hit your life. Why was it that high then? Because you're ratings. It's not my fault. It's Excel. Doesn't lie. Right, so number forty is one of our and I've got some funny stories around this because they were a big band for me when I was young, is Echo Belly. And uh, on on you are amazing. Correct. So happy. Get to talk about Echo Belly. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, and it's it's a good album. Um Dark Therapy is on there and it is one of one of my oh, favourite Britpop songs. A gorgeous, gorgeous song. There are some catchy numbers on that album. And I sort of feel it falls into to this a little bit. The like the, the songs. There's not a song on there that I don't like. There's nothing offensive on there. And it probably tops this album slightly because of the dark therapy and the quality of writing behind Can that song. Care? Yeah. Like it's yeah, catchy as. Um so next week is Echabelli On. That's exciting. I'm I'm excited about that. I can't wait to talk about that. And then we've got a bit of homework around Viva Brother and the Sorry. new Sleeper album, which I'm excited to see what I'm excited, got. yeah. because uh, I, I can't wait to talk about that. And you've got And I've got some special <laughs> get hammered for this i mean honestly this is just like gee it's terrible like karma, it's terrible karma is coming right back at you it's to not look a great after. album but for some reason it brings back memories do you know i was talking yesterday what about do you think i'm album. gonna th- think about this album what do you I think? hate it absolutely hate it. i uh, will be surprised if you get above one so you think i'll come in giving it a one out of ten? Oh, if that i don't even know if you'll be able to rate it and that's fine <laughs> because nobody on this podcast will but it has do you know what it does it reminds me of um go on do you remember I moved house? Yes. It reminds me you moved of that. Further away from me. Yeah, oh. but it reminds me of that. I don't know why. Again, 
probably had that CD. But it's just, I don't know, it's, I feel like everybody will have an album or songs that trigger memories, whether they're good or bad. And they're good because it was like, I got my old bedroom, so it was like an adult. <laughs> so, but I don't know what it is. And then I listen to it and it is like, it's complete pop manufactured garbage. <laughs> but I'm telling you. All right, so I've got that awesome homework. You're going to hate it. All I'm right. quite in fine. And I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. So you've done well getting through this. Yeah, I know. Great. Everyone needs to hear your sniffles. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, but um, yeah, thank you. And um, let's crack on out of here. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Any feedback at Britpop Banter um, on Twitter or email us or just leave us a rating. Whatever. Get in touch. We'll talk to you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Oh